How powerful is the Cox Network? So powerful that one day, the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply. Hey there, Disney files. Thanks for tuning in. Just a little warning that whilst we like to keep things bright and light here at Dissecting Disney Ditties, occasionally we do drop in a bad word or two. So if you're listening at home or in the car with the kidlets, you might want to listen to this later. Enjoy. We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we meet to record today, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to elders past and present. Welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties. Keep your hands and arms inside the carpet. But on this show, we'll be breaking each Disney classic down. Hello, hello, and welcome to Dissecting Disney Ditties with Stackers and Will. I'm Stackers. And I'm Will. And on this show, we'll be breaking down each Disney classic song by song in an attempt to answer the impossible question. What is the best Disney song? What are you talking about? We're live. We're back. We're back. We're- I can see you, you can see me, and I'm going to battle the reverb like crazy in post. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't been live since Mulan. No. Yeah. We were supposed to do a recording, but then when we got you got to my house, we realized we thought we were recording different oh, episodes. that's right. I was going to do... What was I going to do? Spirited and I was doing Winnie Winnie the the Pooh. Pooh. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which would have been very confusing. We were almost ready to go. I'd set up and then one of us said to the other, um, (laughs) this is a really fun one or something. And the other was like, yeah, that's a word. (laughs) My God, Mulan was episode 28. This is episode 35. It's been a while. That's been a hot minute. Hot minute. But uh, we're back. We're back. Got, got a drink. We've uh, got a movie to talk about. Have you got more tattoos than last time I saw you? Um, possibly. I would have had long sleeves last time I saw you. So, yeah, this uh, I got this just before my daughter was born. No um, way. Yeah, actually it was about three days before she was born. Would you like to describe it for the people who can't see it, which is everyone? Yeah, sure. It's like a sort of hand-drawn space scene. Like it's very sort of like sketchy stylings. Um, I'll put a photo on the yeah, socials. It's a little I, rocket ship. Yeah. And it's that a little dude hanging it's out. It's a little dude hanging ship. out. It's a little so cool. Comment and underneath my watch strap here is a little pineapple because <laughs> uh, whoop, uh, my daughter's uh, nickname was pineapple. Uh, make sure you edit that, please. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> or I can just replace it with some like really horrific name. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna I was gonna make a joke, but I don't know who's listening, and I don't want to offend anyone. So <laughs> you know, I've no. You're a maths teacher, aren't you? I am. Yeah, my daughter minus three x five is. <laughs> I'm sorry, Elon Musk, if you're listening, uh, we don't, uh, we're not insulting you. <laughs> well, maybe we are. Fuck you, Elon. I don't care. <laughs> well, you've got new ink. I've got new ink as well. You it's do. My, my first ink. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't hurt. I'm no. totally. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I, you kind of forget how much it hurts. And um, the last tattoo I got was, it was a very small one on my wrist, uh, similar spot. to yours. Yeah. Um, and then when this one started up, I was like, Oh boy. (laughs) It's like intense pain just whilst it's being done. I I took my best friend, Steve, and he was like, how is it? And I was like making all kinds of weird faces and sounds when it was happening. But as soon as 
that bit's done. It's mm. like, oh, I'm fine again. Yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. not like a lingering No, pain. it's only while the needle is actively on your skin yeah. that you're like, ooh, and then it stops and you're like, okay, no, that's cool. Ooh, okay. I stand up and I was like, people do this for fun. I'm never coming back. Like- <laughs> you do get addicted to it. You'll find in about a year you'll be like, ooh, ooh yeah, okay, maybe I'll go get another one. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> this is going to be super confusing because uh, today we are recording two episodes but we're recording them in reverse order. Yes, so yes, when we are. Moana we're not going to be this um, unfamiliar with each other. No. So it'll be like you've gone back in time when you get to Frozen 2. So apologies for that, but, you know, that's just how we roll. Well, that is how we roll. That is how we roll. <laughs> we're awkward people and we uh, deal with our awkwardness in different ways. Yeah. I keep I keep reaching for the drink, but I, know, I just want to. I really, really want to try it. So let's, let's actually jump into that first then. Fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Go. Today, Stackers, we are drinking the Elsa. Elsa is a tall, cool glass of water, and so is our cocktail. No, no, it's um, so we, well, it's quite simple, really. You're going to take equal parts vodka, coconut rum, and blue curacao, and you're going to pop those into a shaker along with a uh, teaspoon of sugar, and you're going to shake that up with some ice. Then you're going to pour it out into a rocks glass, I think we've got. Just, yeah, rocks glass is pretty good, uh, over some ice and top it off with some soda water. And that is the Elsa. And we're here. And we're, we're here. And it together. And this is our glasses clinking. Yay. Ah! Ooh. Mm. That is really yummy. Mm. Yeah, it's actually quite, I, quite when easy. When I saw what you put in it, I was like, this might be too... Uh, I can't deal with like... I don't do straight spirits or anything that's basically, here's a bunch of straight spirits mm, mixed together, mm. but this is very yummy. The coconut rum in it is gorgeous. It's really, really nice, yeah. If uh, if I'm being a little bit of a wanker, it just needs something acidic, I think, like some, I don't know, maybe some pine- pineapple or something would probably suit would it. Would you like me to get you some pineapple juice? No, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's quite nice. Uh, I could very easily drink that and I will easily drink that as we go through today's episode, which is Frozen 2. Frozen episode. Yeah. I have, yeah, yeah. I quite liked that episode. I think it's probably our best work so far. I think, so you know, I don't. I normally listen to our episodes once purely so I can check if I missed anything, which ninety percent of the time I have. Yeah. And then I do a mad dash to my laptop and quickly fix it. But this one, I've listened to twice because I am so obsessed with our Frozen episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, it's good fun. It's good fun. I usually don't listen to our episodes because I just trust that you've got it under control. So, um, but but a lot of people had actually contacted us to say that it was their favorite episode or that they yeah. really enjoyed it, and I was like, okay, yeah, cool. I'll, I'll jump in and have a listen. Uh, have a listen. Um, so yeah, I, I really liked and it. Just so you know, because I know you don't listen to to a lot of them, I don't always leave in us singing all the segments. <laughs> there was just something about that day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, before we dive in with anything, Stackers, how you been? What's been going on? Um, 
look, I haven't had the greatest time lately. My heart has been completely broken and I am very open about saying that purely because have you been watching Taskmaster, the Australian mum? No, I haven't. Okay, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. As, as usual, like the, the British one is always going to be just a bit better, but Nina Oyama is on it at the moment mm. and there was a segment where they had to be like really vulnerable. Yeah. And so she spelled out in like paper or something, I am. I, my heart is broken. Yeah. And they shut it down. That's like, they were like, that's not being vulnerable. That's just being like honest or something. And I cried. I was like, how often can you, are, are people okay to just say, I'm, you know, not okay. And my yeah. heart's been broken and not feel like they're going to be dismissed as like, I'll get over it. Mm. And so, yes, my heart is broken and I'm picking up the pieces. But you know what? I've done nothing but try and be absolutely positive and it started with getting a tattoo Yay. and screaming for half an hour. So. <laughs> it's cathartic. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, around that, like, I'm good. I am surrounded by friends. They've all stepped up and been amazing. So, yeah, I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right. Um, school has been very hard lately, just a lot going on. And, yeah, just, you know, taking it day by day, really, at the moment. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty much it, you know. I'm very boring at the moment. <laughs> um, I'm very much looking forward to our live show, which oh uh, I might as well just mention now in case uh, you have not heard us mention at the end of the Frozen episode, we are doing our very first live show. It's the final episode for this season where we will have the battle rounds uh, that is happening at the Motley Bauhaus on the 15th of April. You can find tickets at... Our website? Yeah. No, our Facebook. our Facebook. We don't page. have a website. <laughs> <laughs> our Facebook page. If you are at one of our Patreons at patreon.com slash dissectingdisney, there is instructions there for it, tickets. It's, it's going to be really cool. It also is taking place in the middle of the day. It's like a 3.30 show yeah. or something. So yeah. if you have plans, it's in the middle of the Melbourne Comedy Festival. So mm. if you have plans to see something afterwards and you really want to do like pre-drinks during the middle of the day, I cannot recommend this highly enough. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a lot of fun. We were yeah. nutting out what it's going to look like the other day and I'm really excited. I think it's going to be a great time. Yeah, it will be. So get tickets. All right. So we've already done drinks, which feels weird. Um, yeah. So does that mean I'm next? That means you're next. Let's jump into some stats with Stackers. The year is 2019. Mm, it feels like an age ago, but it was not it that long ago. It was not that long ago. Pre-COVID, yeah. just. <laughs> Back when the world was okay. <laughs> Back when the world was new. Do, 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 do. Uh, the music is once again by Robert and Kristen Anderson Lopez mm-hmm. and the score is by Christoph Beck, which is the same as the original Frozen yep. movie. In the cast, we've got a swag of the same actors. We've still got Kristen Bell as Anna uh, Anna, Idina Menzel as Elsa, Jonathan Groff as Kristoff, and Josh Gad as Olaf. Mm-hmm. And because Disney is Disney, there are no new considerable characters in this movie. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in addition to the cast, we do have Serling K. Brown as Matthias. Matthias? Matthias. Yep, Matthias. Which, if you were a fan of The Last of Us, you'll recognize him. He played Randall Pearson. And he's also Njobu in Black Panther. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew I recognised his face. Yeah. And having just watched Wakanda Forever, mm-hmm. that's just kind of in my brain at the moment. Have you seen Wakanda Forever? I have not. Is it good? It's okay. Yeah. Like Black Panther was so good mm. and this is clearly, they'd written the movie 
and then Chadwick Boseman passed away and it feels like they overnight went, quick, write another movie. And there's not a lot of like the the storyline's a little bit confusing and I feel like they kept the deadline and that was their biggest mistake. They should have just moved it. Yeah. Okay. R.I.P. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. We raise a glass. (laughs) That coast is not being your friend. We've also got an exciting addition in Evan Rachel Wood, who's playing Aduna, who until yesterday I thought her name was Rachel Evan Wood. I've been saying it wrong my entire life, but it's Evan (laughs) Rachel Wood. I knew her because I used to be a massive Marilyn Manson fan Uh and she used to date him. Oh, okay. That did not end well. There's been a lot of legal things and we'll end that there. Yikes. um, I remember her from a movie called 13. That's what she was in. Yeah. Yeah. I I remember it being this really like, it's all about like sex and drugs and drinking. And I thought that was so cool because I think I was about 13 when that movie came out. I think I was not far off 13. I remember seeing an article where it was like, someone was like, it's the most accurate portrayal of what it's like to be a 13 year old. And I watched it. I was like, this is not Not my life. life. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But I also recognize her from across the universe. She plays Lucy. Yep. Yep. Which is a really great, movie. I've seen it a couple of times and I've showed it to a few people. It's just cool. Yeah. Did you ever watch Westworld, which she was in? No. Westworld was really good, at least for the first couple of seasons. And it's kind of taken a nosedive since. I think it's been cancelled, but she was great in that. Right. She's also in True Blood and Mildred Pierce. Yeah. Either of those um, franchises as well. As Agnar, and I can't remember who Agnar is, so this feels a bit weird. It's the dad. Oh, yeah. Mm. Well, that's... uh, Alfred Molina, who's yeah. Doc Ock yeah. in the Spider-Man. Yeah, uh, really underused, I think. And he sort of just came and went and I was looking oh, up the cast. just at the start of the movie, Just at the he? start, yeah, because yeah, there's like his kid version, which I think is a different voice maybe. I'm not sure. I, um, I don't know if he speaks actually, the kid yeah, version. Yeah, okay, maybe he doesn't. he narrates the mm. story as the older version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, when he came and went and I was like, oh, who was that? And I looked at him and I'm like, Alfred Molina? You've <laughs> done him dirty. What's he doing in here? <laughs> it's like uh, Jonathan Groff when you have to, yeah, Alfred Molina can be in the movie, but you have to use him less than I sang in the first movie. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he's in it. Uh, there's a bunch of other people in it. Probably the most notable one left on the list is Aurora is the voice. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I really like her. I think she's She's just really cool. I think she's Icelandic. Uh, Finnish, I believe. Finnish, one of those places where everything's fun and peaceful. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have some Finnish listeners going, no, everything's the worst. What are you talking about? Uh, Norwegian. Norwegian. Yeah. Okay, so the songs that you'll probably most notably know from this film are Into the Unknown, which was basically the second coming of Let It Go. Yep. And there's a two-second reprise of Reindeer Are Better Than People. Mm Mm-hmm. And everything else, I, I must say, I don't know if people are super familiar with. Everyone everything else is, yeah, kind of forgettable. Awards. So this did have a go at the Academy and Golden Globes. The Academy Awards, it was nominated for Best Song. What was the song? Into the Unknown. Yep. Yep. And it lost to... I'm going to love me again from Rocket Man. Which is perhaps ah. one of the most 
underwhelming yeah, that's, new pop songs I've heard in a long time. I feel very, yeah, un, uh, upset and disappointed by that. It also lost the Golden Globe to that song. Jesus, okay. Yeah, which is really frustrating. That movie's not horrible, but it's not great. No. I think it's got a really great performance, but, I, yeah, I don't think the movie itself is particularly good. Other songs that were up for the Academy Award for Best Song were I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away from Toy Story 4. I can't you let you. I can't you let you. I can't you let you throw yourself away. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. I said that like there was more to that title, <laughs> but I realised I was about to say Breakthrough, music and lyrics. No, it's just Breakthrough. <laughs> through whatever you go through, I'm standing with you. And wherever you go to, I'll stand beside you. And when you think that all the odds are all against you, and stand up from Harriet. While the clouds roll back and the stars fill the night, that's when I'm gonna stand up, take my people with me. Together we are going to a brand new home. Far across the river, can you hear freedom Can feel it in my bones. Weird. Yeah. Interesting so year. An interesting year because I don't think I know any of those songs. No, I don't either. But I'm just looking at the at the awards list now, and it is a really good year that was the in Parasite film. Year. It's the Parasite year. Yeah. But we also had Jojo Rabbit. We had Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like it was a massive year. Star Wars: The Rise of Skywalker. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> what I find really interesting is that Frozen 2 did not pick up a nomination for Best Animated Feature Film. No, it did not. And I think off the top of my head, did that go to Toy Story 4? It did go to Toy Story 4, yes. Oh, look at me go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the awards are on Monday. You'll be watching, I assume. I definitely will. <laughs> I d- I, well, actually, I probably won't because I'll probably be at work, but I definitely like I'm so all over it. I just always <laughs> want to know like, who won what? What's up? <laughs> This year, uh, this year we have everything everywhere all at once. Oh, that'll obviously um, win everything in the in the animated world, though. The animated world, we've got uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Oh, that should win. It should. Oh, what else have we got? If it animated, we've got yeah, it's a pretty good year Is for there a animated Disney as well. Contender, uh, turning red. Yeah, that won't win. Uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, Marcel the Shell with shoes on which is a very, very sweet little movie. You should watch that. Oh, I should. Um, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish and The Sea Beast. Yeah, right. Puss in Boots, The Last Wish was a pretty good movie, but. I have not seen it, but I've heard a lot of really positive things about it, which is kind of surprising. Yeah, yeah. I only went because I heard really good things about it. But having seen that, Pinocchio, oh. Yeah. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed Del Toro picks up the award for that because he he can make magic. He deserves it. I don't know if he's won an Academy Award before. He won for The Shape of Water, I oh, believe. Oh, that was him. Um, but I don't know if that was him or if that was... 
a writing team that he was not on, but I think I think it went to him. I don't know if that was him or a writing team that he was not on. Yeah, so I, I'm trying to remember if he won the award as the writer or the director oh, or if it right, was right. the, like, if it won awards but it wasn't for his role in it. Yeah, right. Well, this also got a nomination for Best Animated Feature but at the Golden Globes. Yeah, okay. And it lost yep. to Missing Link. Not Toy Story 4. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I find it really interesting when the Academy Awards and Globe, Golden Globes are different mm. winners because often they're really close. So when they're different, it's kind of like a game changer. Can yeah. you imagine if everything, everywhere, all at once did not win and Michelle Yao <laughs> did not win? And um, I think Michelle Yao win. win. I don't think it'll win. Ooh, I don't think it'll win Best Director or Best Picture. You don't think it'll win Best Picture? It's one Best Picture at like everything. I know. I know. Hang on. Let me just, uh, now I need to just remind myself. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Okay. (laughs) We are here to dissect the Academy Awards (laughs) 2023. Uh, So what do you think it'll go to? Top Gun? No. (laughs) What else is nominated? Uh, All Quiet in the Western Front, Triangle of Sadness. I saw that. That's a really good movie for the first like hour and a half. Um, Elvis, Uh, Woman Talking, The Banshees of Insurian, The Fablemans, Avatar and Tar. Okay. So I think it's going to go to either All Quiet on the Western Front or the, or Tar, which I've heard a lot of really good things about. But they Um, haven't won it literally anywhere else. I know, I know, which is kind of why I'm making a bold claim here. I think that All Quiet on the Western Front will pick up the best foreign film and I don't think it'll get best picture, but a lot of people seem to think that it's this incredible war film and so it needs to win everything because of that, but it's not really that good. Um, Banshees of Inishirin I saw recently and it is fantastic, but it's not going to win best picture. That will probably win best original screenplay, I reckon. Uh, The Fablemans is excellent but I don't think it'll win. Look, actually, no, looking at those, it will either be everything everywhere all at once or it'll be tar, I think. It'll definitely be. I, I would willing to be willing to bet a lot of money on it, half because I know I'm right and half because I really need the money. Um. <laughs> well, this episode will come out after this is uh, award ceremony, so you'll be able to uh, tell Unless I us. get it out tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so at us, guys, who yeah, won? Yeah, yeah let, let us know. Yeah. And that's that's it for the awards and the songs. So for those of you who have not seen this movie before. So according to wherever the crap I ripped this off, I don't know, I made this spreadsheet a long time ago and Mm -hmm. this is what I've got here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Also, the Snow Queen has an extraordinary gift. Dash, dash. The power to create ice and snow. And life. And life. (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. It's been a while since we've had a drink together. I think this is it. We're feeling a bit loose. It is quite early as well. Like it's just gone lunchtime. So. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. It's just, I can still see it. She's like, the snow blows wide on the night. Did I set you life not appropriate? It is very offhanded. It's just like, mm, there we go. <laughs> okay. But no matter how happy she is to be surrounded by the people of Arendelle, Elsa finds herself strangely unsettled after hearing a mysterious voice call out to her. Uh, 
Elsa travels to the enchanted forests and dark seas beyond her kingdom, dash, dash. Mm. An adventure that soon turns into a journey of self-discovery. Can I be the first to say this movie makes no fucking sense? Yeah, yeah. I just want to recontextualize that to be about me for a second. So... <laughs> Will lives in Melbourne and is loved by all, but one day the voice in his head tells him he needs to go on a journey far, far north. That doesn't sound like a fun story. And it, <laughs> it's just we kind of finish the first film mm-hmm. with everything is good, Elsa's queen, everyone yeah is respectful of her and her powers and she doesn't need to conceal or feel them and everything's fucking peachy. Yeah. And then we get to Frozen 2 and they're like, what should it be about? Maybe Elsa should hear a voice three times and then lose her brain and go into the unknown Mm. enchanted forest for reasons and, like, everything in here is for reasons. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about that. Uh, I'll contextualise a bit as we go through the songs, but so many things can be described, uh, explained by for reasons, reasons. this happens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It is, it, it feels very weird and uh, not to get into spoiler territory or anything, but like it, l- l- the opening song I find very, very strange and jarring. Not, not the very opening, not all is lost, uh, uh, all is found, <laughs> uh, but some things never change. Oh I find God. it very strange. Don't even get me started on um, that song. Because it feels like, yeah, like, and I mean, there is no way to, I guess, predict just how much of a global phenomenon Frozen was going to be. And so this was, and this was before everything needed to be franchised as well. If Frozen had been made in 2023 when everything needed to be a franchise, then maybe there would have been more scope for them to set up uh, a larger world. But I mean, back in 2013, we were still fairly early into the Marvel days. And so planning for that sort of thing, I guess, wasn't the default. And so it does feel like Frozen is a very nice, very self-contained little story. And then they went, Ooh, look at how much money this made us. We've got to now expand on that. So let's do something. Yeah. So how this happened is in 2014, Disney announced there'll be no immediate sequel. Their focus was going to be on the Broadway production, which came out fairly quickly after that first movie. Yeah, yeah. And then in, so that was March 2014. In May 2014, they said, nope, we're not doing a sequel. The original is too good and Mm -hmm. we don't want to supersede it. They held it in the same light as The Lion King. They said this movie has had the same sort of impact as The Lion King. We're not going to do a sequel. And when you think of The Lion King, that did have, Two sequels, but they were straight to VHS. Yeah, you know, yeah. They never did a, yeah. a theatrical release of the sequels, which I think was a good idea. Yeah. In June 2014, so this is a month later, we're doing a sequel and a short film called Frozen FIFA. Enjoy that. Yeah. So <laughs> between March and June, they dramatically shifted yeah. because someone said money and yeah. they decided to write a sequel. Someone checked their bank statement <laughs> and went, oh, boy. <laughs> So they announced that they were going to do the sequel. So that was five years before this came out. Yeah, yeah. Delay because I'm not the maths teacher. <laughs> that was five years before this came out. Now, have you watched the making of Frozen 2 on Disney Plus? Absolutely not. It is brilliant. Okay, yeah. It's a really, really interesting documentary. I think it's like three or four parts. But what you take away from it is this movie is a hot mess because the writing process was a hot mess. Yeah, yeah. They wrote a film with no idea how it was going to end. They basically said Elsa's going to hear a voice and it's going to be calling her to to go, but we don't know what that voice is. Like we don't know why. Weird way to approach a movie. Yeah, mm. and so the Lopez's couldn't write the final song, which ended up being Show Yourself because they were like, what is it? Like mm. is it a person? Is it a thing? At one point it was going to be The Glacier. And cool. they were like, we can't write a song. Like, oh, look, 
it was a glacier. Like, okay, the end. <laughs> that has like this ham-fisted global warming analogy. You know? It's like, you're killing the glacier. <laughs> it's melting. Like, and it, I think it really shows. I think this movie is so littered with um, – Nothing makes sense, so we're just going to hammer you with two the two phrases they hammer you over the head with all mm. the way through this movie. What yeah. are they? Um, the Enchanted Forest. No, I'm mm. saying like they say this probably ten times throughout the film. I've already forgotten One it. One of them is water has memory. Oh, yeah. Which yeah, first yeah. comes up when Anna says to Olaf, what's that thing you always say? And he says some random fact. And it's like the other one. Water has memory. Oh, yeah, that's the one. I'm like, this guy's been spinning <laughs> random facts in time and suddenly it's like, oh, you mean this specific fact? Yeah, and yeah. then, it, like, they say it a billion times, a billion times. Can I also like, just say your Adina impersonation a second ago was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And so they they hammer that and that'll explain the glacier. She yep. says a glacier. What does she say? Water has memory. And yep. then- <laughs> when she's recreating all of good thing water has memory. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm sorry. What has what? I missed it the first 20 times you said it. And the other one is the next right thing. Mm. They have yeah, you with that. Yeah, yeah. And they say it in the weirdest places in the film where mm. it's just not the logical thing to say purely so they can justify the clunkiest song of the whole movie mm. where she keeps saying the next right thing. Yeah. Because did you get it? Like, <laughs> This is Oh, I recognise that because they've said it all the way through the movie. So remember, listeners, next time you're at the beach and you decide to duck into the ocean for a quick wee-wee, uh, water has memory. Yeah. So do the next right thing by drinking it up. I don't know. Like. <laughs> yeah, I just I find this whole thing so clunky. Every time they say one of those phrases, it's like your train goes dunk over like a, you know, a, bump. a person. <laughs> one of the writers of Frozen 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think um, this movie is is just littered with storytelling problems. Mm, yeah. And if you watch that movie, they they finished it literally weeks before it went to theaters. Yeah, right. And when they showed it in preview screenings where I think I've explained before, some of it's animated, some of it's storyboarded, like mm. it's not a finished film. The adults got it and appreciated, you know, it's, it's very dark. This is so much darker than the first yeah. one. The kids had no idea what was going on. Mm. And one of the things they had to solve was it needed more Olaf, which is why all of a sudden there's this all random ass Olaf things yeah. in it because they tried to make it really mature. And I think they lost touch with who was our target audience. Mm, mm. And that's why, you know, Anna sings this song about death wearing, it looks like when she's in the shadows, she's all in black and mm. sadness, sadness. And I just think the first time I watched this movie, I didn't like it. Then I saw the documentary. Mm. Then I watched it again. I was like, this is the best movie ever. But it's because I was wearing these like rose colored glasses of it was so hard to yeah. animate this and stuff. And now I'm like, this movie's a hot mess. It's like they approached it with the same mindset they approached Toy Story 3, where they were like, it's been 10 years since our last Toy Story. All of our the people who fell in love with Toy Story are now young adults. Mm. So let's write it a little bit older and a little bit darker. But they've gone let's do the same thing for Frozen 2, but those people who were six or seven when they first watched it are now only like 10, 11 and 12 11. Yeah. and <laughs> they just don't have that same growth that yeah, you would have had lived. between Toy Stories. Yeah. Mm. And so doing that whole nostalgia, darkness, that whole like more adult 
presence yeah. is just not vibing. Yeah, it just doesn't really work. And I will say this film is beautiful. Mm. There is so much new technology that they they pulled from what they invented for Moana for mm. like the water. The water yeah. looks amazing yeah. at the end of this yeah. film. The animation then, in general is stunning oh, in this movie. Yeah. And I had a problem with the first one when I was like, it feels really video yeah. gamey. And then watching something like The Next Right Thing, I'm like, this is gorgeous. You watch it back to back and you're like, oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's okay. really different. So there are there are things that are better than the first one. Yeah. But overall, I just think story-wise, it's, it's a mess. It is a mess. And I think I, I mentioned in the Frozen episode that I didn't watch Frozen straight away, that I avoided it for a while. And I think I actually avoided it right up until Angie wanted to go see Frozen 2 in the cinema. And I was like, well, I can't go into it not having seen the first one. So I think I watched the first one and then I was like, oh, this is fucking incredible. And then Mm. I watched the second one and I walked out and I was like, what was that? That was just, (laughs) my God. I will say that rewatching it for this podcast, I enjoyed it a lot more than I did when I first watched it. I don't know why. Maybe I just sort of knew what was coming and so it just sort of made... Or you didn't walk in with that expectation that the first one was so good, the second one better be good. Yeah, Yeah. maybe. So it is is still... (laughs) I think overall it's an enjoyable movie. It is just very weak, especially if we look at what's come around it in terms of Frozen, Moana, Encanto. Like mm. it's just, it is the odd one out. And it's weird that it's like the the first Disney sequel to get a wide cinematic release. Like there's been others that have had like small cinematic releases but have mm. mostly been straight to DVD. And this is the first one where we get this huge wide cinematic release that is that makes it like... I'm assuming that this did better than Frozen or yeah, just as well it is as the Frozen. the second highest selling yeah. animated feature of all time. Which is, is, it makes it all very strange when you look at all of those facts together. It's like, hmm, okay. Yeah. And do you know what they announced last month? Frozen 3? Yep. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah. What are they going to do? Elsa's dead. I guess she's still like the well, spirit. She's the spirit. Thing. I was so sure that Disney was going to do something gutsy when I first watched it through in the cinema and I thought they were going to have Christoph go into a same sex relationship. Christoph. Christoph. Mm. When he meets the other reindeer herder in the oh, enchanted yeah. forest, I got vibes. I was like, are they doing this? Yeah. I got vibes. And then they didn't. When and I was says, like, oh, I'll okay. I'll take you off to show you yeah. how we propose and stuff. There was definitely chemistry there. Definitely. I know animated people, but they am, am animated chemistry. Yeah. And yeah. I, and like I was, um, so sure that the end of the movie was going to be Christoph was going to say something like, no, I need to stay here in the forest because he's found like oh, where yeah. he belongs. Yeah. Sven certainly has. Sven certainly has. Yeah. And, but they didn't. And then rewatching it again for the, for the, this episode, I was like, that is so clear cut what someone was intending. Mm. And then it's like, they've gone, no, we can't do that yet. Let's wait for Luca. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. I think what frustrated me so much about this is, like I said before, there are no new characters that are introduced that are of substance. Yeah. It's yep. still you You start and end both movies with four characters. Mm. Yeah. And there's no new anything. No. No, there's not. There's a lot of like random characters that kind of help them on the journey, but like that's it. Yeah. No one that has any sort of lasting impact on the story. Like everything that happens happens because of one of those four main characters. Yeah. Um, like even, you, even the cute little fire chameleon thing doesn't really. Doesn't really do anything. Yeah. Um, you can make the argument that Matthias and his, you know, band of merry men help pull down the dam, but that is all Anna. Actually, you know who I think is the most substantiated new character? Who? Gail. Who's Gail? 
the wind. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gail comes up a lot, like a lot. And yeah. Right at the end she says, oh, I've got a message from my sister. Can you take it? And Gail takes it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Gail, Gail plays a pretty big part. How, yeah. how do you merchandise that? How do you merchandise the wind? Yeah, with some, a leaf in it. It's Gale. Maybe we can make that some merch. Some Disney execs just <laughs> farting into a jar. Like, here you go. This Gale. We'll, we'll, we'll put in our merch store just two leaves in a jar. Yeah. Like, it's Gale. Shake it. It comes alive. That's all I have to say about that. We don't have an original was, synopsis, no original do we? Synopsis because, because it's the same shit as the last one. I'd be very interested to have sit in on the writing process for this because it's just so... Weird. I feel like at the crux of it, they just didn't come up with a good enough conflict. Yeah, yeah. They needed a new character. They needed a villain. They needed yeah. something to come in and disrupt this as opposed to she just feels like she's got to go. It's like why? She's, her life is great. Because the, the villain is like the memory, right? The villain is the, the circumstance that led to the Enchanted Forest being uh, cut off. It's uh, no, there is no physical villain. Yeah, There's the, no the, spiritual the, the Enchanted villain. Enchanted Forest kind of gets cut off because of reasons and then her, you know, it's no one can get in or get out, but somehow her father and mother get out because reasons. Yeah. And, yeah. and then everyone's like, we've been here for 35 years, but no one has died and no one looks any older mm. than they should. Mm. And It almost <laughs> needs to be like, um, just go completely bananas and be like, they've been cut off from the rest of the world. They have evolved their own way. They have created their own society. They've done all this. Not that they're, they're still the Arendellians and they're still the, uh, oh, I'm going to butcher the name that they're the given. Nathaldra. To, yeah, the Nathaldra. Yeah, thank you. Um, like have something have happened. I, I think what should have happened is everything's peachy and Elsa's queen, she's great, and then like the brother of Hans comes in to like avenge his yeah. brother's death. Yeah, Something like that, that. That makes sense. You've got a clear villain and a clear problem. Mm. Not, oh, she's hearing a voice. Mm. Bye. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I have to go. Bye. <laughs> but look, we don't really don't have much to talk about with this because uh, as we've already said, it, we covered most of it and it was purely a moneymaker. So let's take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, we will talk songs. Hey guys, it's Will here. Stacy has finally edited this ad read, so get ready for some new words. Ooh, your support of this show is so very appreciated. Anytime we get a message, a comment, or a random person yell at us in the street, we feel very special. If you're interested in checking out a bunch of bonus episodes, you can listen to them over on our Patreon. So far, the money we have raised has meant Stacy could buy some sweet production stuff, which has made a huge difference to the quality of our show. So thank you all to all of our supporters for your generous donations. We also have merch available now. What is the best Disney song t-shirt? Shirts are now available in our Redbubble store. You'll find the link to that in the show notes for this episode. Finally, we would really love you to spread the word. Spread it far and spread it wide. Leave reviews, tag us on your socials, shout it out your window. Even if you don't listen to us on Apple Podcasts, we'd love it if you could head over there and leave us a review there anyway, because that makes a huge difference. That's it for now. Let's dive into the songs. Let's dive into the first song, All Is Found. Where the north wind meets the sea There's a river full of memory Sleep, my darling, safe and sound For in this river all is found It's a very pretty little song. Later on in the song when it sort of 
gets a bit fuller and there's like strings and stuff in there. It's, it's quite beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I think that this movie in general has probably some of the best stuff that Bobby at least has written. I think Kristen's written some other really cool stuff that might be a little bit better, but um, yeah, this is certainly, I think some of the best stuff Bobby's written. Yeah. I really, really like this song mm. and I agree when we hit the point where it's sweet, the moment where the frozen two logo comes up, I get tingles mm. thinking about it. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah. kicks off the most stupid premise I've ever seen in mm. recent cinematic history. It is beautiful that it starts with Queen, what's her name? Aduna. Which I always find really weird because it's Aduna Menzel. But um, <laughs> is, she's doing the same thing to Anna that I do to Layla, my cat, when I want her to come down, which is stroke the nose yeah. up the forehead. It's very cute. And it, I think she does it downwards though, but. <laughs> so my cat is being really cute. I've been mentioned. But that's what I that's what I do. And yeah, to go from that and then sweep across the water and water ends up being a big part because water has memory. Did you remember water has memory? I didn't, but thank you for reminding me because I'm sure it'll come back later. Yeah. And um and then you get that frozen two logo and oh mm. it's gorgeous. And even Rachel Wood sings this so beautifully. She does. She sings it very beautifully. I I didn't know her as a singer. I haven't heard her sing anything before. But yeah, sings it really, really beautifully. Yeah. Okay. Well, what did you rate it? Okay. I rated it at a five for music and a four for lyrics, a four for animation, a two for contribution and a three for cake. Great. We are 0.5 difference. Oh, lovely. I gave it a four for music. I think it's beautiful. Uh, Not mind blowing, but beautiful. Four for lyrics as well. Yep. 3.5 for animation. Yep. Three for contribution, three for cake. Yeah, cool. So I remember this because I just remember when I watched it, I was like, that lullaby at the start is so gorgeous. Mm. And when it comes back and show yourself, oh my yeah. God. Yeah, it's just, it's just pretty. It's really, really pretty. And I had I had a singing student recently and um uh she was older. When I say older, she wasn't 60, she was in her thirties, but she had kind of this beautiful jazzy folky voice. And I said, have you ever sung All Is Found from Frozen 2? And she's like, no, I haven't even watched it. And I said, try this. And she fell in love with it. And I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, it's just pretty. It is. It is. And I do like that it comes back. There's like that motif that sort of plays throughout a couple of points, but particularly, as you said, in Show Yourself Later, it just sort of creates this fucking explosion of like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so good. So, so good. Yeah. That's, that's all is found. And if yeah. you haven't seen the film, I highly recommend listening to it. Casey Musgraves does the pop cover of pop cover of it, which mm-hmm. is on the soundtrack. It's okay, but I really do prefer Evan's mm. version. Yeah, absolutely. What I really do like about the story is that they make the parents reasons for being out on the boat very relevant to the story. It's not like they went, they disappeared and they were out there because they were doing something else fucked. They were trying to help Elsa, which I think is actually quite sweet. And I think it adds to sort of that emotional arc that she has in the movie. Even if we ignore the fact that it is a bit of a convoluted mess, there is an emotional arc there that is sort of immediately caused by this sort of series of events. Mm. So I really do like that. All right, next up we move into Some Things Never Change. Some 
Yes, the wind blows a little bit colder And we're all getting older And the clouds are moving on with every autumn breeze Peter Pumpkin just became fertilizer And my leaf's a little sadder and wiser That's why I rely on certain certainties Yes, some things never change Like the feel of your hand in mine Some things stay the same Like how we get along just fine Like an old stone wall that'll never fall Some things are always true Some things never change Like how I'm holding on tight to you Shoot me. Mm. You know my biggest problem with this song? It feels like it belongs at the end of a Paysek and Paul musical. Hey, It's yeah. very much a, well, we've been through some shit, but <laughs> now it's all over and we're moving on. Like that's kind of how, and especially like at the end when it sort of trails off with the whole holding on tight to, holding on tight to yeah. you. Like the, it feels like. A finale of, well, for me, it feels like a finale of a pantomime. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yep. You know, yep. Especially like in London, pantomimes are a huge thing, but yeah. they all this kind of like everybody, some things. I can imagine a a guy in a giant fur bear suit being like, something never changes. Yeah, like yeah, it just yeah. it feels like it's that level of <laughs> intellect mm. we're going for. Yeah. Yeah. It. Uh, it just doesn't gel with anything else in this no. film. Like some of the lyrics are not indicative of the vibe I'm sort of thinking of, but like yeah. it feels like after they do that whole trail off, there just needs to be like a <sighs> like that sort of <laughs> like that sort of yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and it's just it's just Christoph alone on stage sitting at his piano or something. He goes <sighs> <laughs> Very tick, tick, boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it feels kind of like, that. Or like um, uh, Songs for a New World, The End of She Cries. That's what it feels like. And I can't reconcile that with the fact that this is the first sort of group number in the movie. It doesn't work for me at all. No, and it feels like the movie's going in such a different direction yeah. to the first one, Yeah, which it is, but not. it's not going that direction. Like mm. we never come back to this. It does play it right at the end when they reveal the statue of Elsa and Anna's parents. Yeah. You hear an instrumental version of this mm. for a bit, just the motif, but otherwise like I don't understand. And I don't understand where the whole – uh, aging can, like thing is coming from. Like there doesn't seem to be any sort of wind up to it. It's just all of a sudden Sven, uh, not Sven, Olaf is like, I'm going to get older one day. And then he has sings a whole song about getting older and all this sort of stuff. Like it feels un- so worthy. Yeah, yeah shoehorn. Sorry, so that's, that's a better word. It feels shoehorned. Yeah. Uh, and I guess it just comes back to the whole writing process being a f- batshit insane nightmare. Yeah. Like, and it feels like because we've got that song coming up, they're like, oh, crap, we've got to mention that yeah. at some yeah. point. Just so we can say, see, he said it there. Yeah, he see, said he said it in the first song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what did you rate Some Things Never Change? A.K.A. M- one of the worst songs I think that's come out of a Disney franchise in recent memory. Mm. I gave it a one for music, a yeah. one for lyrics, a 2.5 for animation, a zero for contribution because if this song was not in the show, you would not give a fuck, yeah. and 0.5 for cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, fair. Look, I was a little kinder to it because 
at the end of the day, I don't think it's an incompetently written song. It just is out of place and out of tone with the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. So I gave it a three for music and a three for lyrics. Mm -hmm. Uh, I gave it a three for animation, Mm -hmm. a two for contribution, Mm -hmm. and a three for cake. Three for cake? Yep. Because I do sort of remember it. It's yeah. uh, I remember it as the weird song that belongs at the end of uh, you know, Dear Evan Hansen. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, like it, and it's it's a shame. And I, I know we've said this about a couple of songs in the past. It's a shame that that this wasn't placed better or more considerately considerately written. Because like if this was in Frozen Fever, yeah, I'd be more forgiving. Yeah, yeah. if this was in High School Musical. Four. Three or four. <laughs> Perfectly fine. I'd yeah. probably really like it. It's just it has no place in this movie. I think it's also movie. jarring because the first song, All Is Found, is this beautiful, very like adult contemporary mm. folk ballad and then we're going to thumping never change. It's like, yeah, whoa, yeah. whoa. Did we change the station? It feels like we changed the station. What we need is a big ensemble heavy celebration song. It's like it's the anniversary of Elsa's coronation or something. We need is or a prize of, for the first time in forever. We do. That's what we need. We need an ensemble, uh, like a, a better arranged or a more ensemble arranged version of for the first time in forever. Yep. Yeah. Just a quick, beautiful, big, full ensemble number. You don't have to rewrite on. the. You don't have to rewrite everything. Or what am I trying to say? You don't have to rewrite the 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 Bible. The Bible. <laughs> No, I don't know what I'm trying to say. <laughs> you don't have to start to from scratch because you do have a really excellent, well-received movie to work off as your basis. Yeah. You can reference songs from the first movie. You can yeah. bring in reprises and motifs and all that sort of stuff from the first movie. They exist in the same universe. Yeah. It's by the same writers. It has the same characters, the same cast. You can do that. No yeah. one's going to be upset at you if you bring in uh, a Love is an Open Door remix. With Christoph instead yeah. of Hans. No yeah. one is going to be upset about it. Yeah. But instead what we get is this very sort of weird slapdash, the this song goes. Yeah, Sorry. yeah. Just, that's how it is in my head. Yeah. And I yeah. cannot every time he sings it as Sven, I'm like my skin crawls up just a little bit more. It just, <laughs> it's so dumb. It's so dumb. It is. Are you telling me tonight you're going to get down on one knee? It is. And it's the biggest crime, I think, of this movie is that everything that should be awesome is kind of dumb. Yep, 100%. Okay, moving on to the song that has been memed endlessly since this movie came out, Into the Unknown. You're not a voice. You're just a ringing in my ear. And if I heard you, which I don't, and spoken for, I fear... Everyone I've ever loved is here within these walls I'm sorry, secret siren, but I'm blocking out your calls I've had my adventure, I don't need something new I am afraid of what I'm risking if I follow you into the unknown This was the big song in the trailer and everything. Yeah, this was. They released this song in full at the what do they call it? The Disney 
con thing mm. where they yeah, okay. suddenly announce new movies and fans scream because they're the first people to see the trailer or whatever. Yeah, yeah. This was the song they played in full, I think. Yeah. I remember the trailer was like it was the scene where she's on the beach and she's trying to like run out past the waves. And freezing the water. Yeah, 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 yeah. which yeah. I was like, ooh, this is cool. Yeah. And then I heard the song and the first time I heard this song I was like, okay, mm. I guess. But I think it's grown on me since. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's. I think it's an incredible song. Mm. Idina Menzel sings the shit out of it. I think she really flexes in this. Yeah. Let It Go is a big scene, but this is huge. Yeah, yeah. And I really, so this is the DSRA theme coming back, which I've mentioned a couple of times, probably most notably in if you're a Patreon, in the Nightmare Before Christmas episode. I spoke about this a lot because mm. making Christmas, it's the exact same pattern. Yeah. It's just in a different key. And if you're not a Patreon, you can find uh, that episode and others at patreon.com slash dissecting Disney. Yes, you can. And so basically DS Ere Latin translation is the day of wrath. So it always indicates trouble, a threat, something dark, demonic, something like that. And so in Elsa's case, it represents something's annoying me uh <laughs> <laughs> well it is kind of like it, it is that, that sort of spiritual voice so it's in the same realm as something yeah. demonic or something like that or mysterious or whatever what i really like that they tie in musically is you've got aurora's da 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 and then she sings into the end She's yeah, singing, yeah. She incorporates the DSC. It's a call and response type sort of thing. Into her, yeah. into her vocal, which I think is really, really cool. I almost gave this flat fives, but I didn't. Mm, good. What did you do? I did not give it flat fives. I wasn't even really considering giving it flat fives. Really? And there is there's sort of one big reason for that. Okay, what is it? I love the Panic at the Disco version more. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Every day is a little harder as I feel your power grow. Don't you know there's part of me that longs to go into the unknown? Which is is not necessarily fair to this song, but I any time I and this it dropped a, a couple of points across the way, but the, where it first dropped the point was in Cake because when I think about this song, I don't think about this version. I think about the Panic, Panic at the, the Disco version, version, which drops boom straight on the credits. Yeah, yeah, Fuck, it's so good. Did and that it's so win? Good. No, I don't think you made that number one. I ranked that as my number one. You cover ranked it number one. I ranked it number two. Episode, which again, if you uh, want to <laughs> listen to that, you can go to patreon.com slash dissecting Disney to hear us rank our favorite pop covers of Disney songs. Yeah. Yeah. This was so, yeah, my, it was my, my number, number two, one. your number one, yeah. um, because it is an absolute banger. And it's in the same key. He does not change a thing. Oh my God. He just speeds it up a little bit, adds a bit of drums. It's just a bit more drum in it. Like, oh, yeah. it's so hot. And to the, and, and I think about that song so much to the point that when this was playing, I was like, oh my God, she is singing it so slowly. It's the whole, um, when she's walking down the hallway and it's the, you're not a voice or whatever yeah. it is. It's just a ringing. It's so, it feels so slow because the, the panic at the disco one is just, you're not a a little harder as I feel your power I'll play it. I'll play a side by side, probably here. Every day it's a little harder as I feel my power grow. Don't you know there's part of me that loves to go? 
which we're not going to do right now in real life. So uh, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I think they're the same tempo. It's just it's just the way there's that such the, a drive yeah. in the panic at the disco one. Like it is a relentless rhythm that's yeah. pumping underneath. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and by the time he gets to the my favorite bit of the song, are you out there? Can you feel me? But it's like it's epic in the original. But then you hear the panic at the disco. Yeah. You're like, yes, we yeah. can do it. Like yeah, it yeah. makes you want to get up and run. <laughs> I could turn the lake into ice so I could run it across the lake. Um, so I didn't rate it flat fives. I gave it five for music. I gave it four for lyrics. Right. I gave it four for animation, uh-huh. five for contribution, and four for cake. Right. I gave it five for everything except contribution. Okay. I gave it a three for contribution because I just don't think, similar to the issue you had with Let It Go, Yep. I don't think we are at this point yet. Mm. We've heard the voice two, maybe three times. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've gone from like, what is that to I've got to go. And it just yeah. feels so escalated yeah. that this, this is like 10, 15 minutes into the film. Yep. And we've hit what feels like an 11 o'clock number, like an act one closer. No, I, I, I completely understand and respect that. I think that if this song had come, yeah, a little bit further into the movie, there'd been more, We'd heard the voice more. Maybe she'd yeah. even been entranced by the voice and had started to walk out of the town or something. That's exactly what I need. Just something. Because to she's happen. saying, I'm not going to follow you into the unknown, but nothing has happened that has indicated to us as the viewers that that's what the voice is after. And she, what does she do after this song? She freaking She fucking goes. follows it into the unknown. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to follow you. Oh, okay, I'll follow you. Fucking okay, Elsa. And also at the end of it, like, I think the animation is incredible in this. And when all the spirit things are flying around her. It's just beautifully animated. Yeah, yeah. And when like, oh, when all the shards of like ice are hanging around her, I was like, oh shit, that's Gorgeous. fucking cool. Except and then they all just sort of like fall. What happens after that is the first bit that doesn't make sense to me. She yeah. touches one or she goes to touch one, they all fall and then all of a sudden all the elements wreak havoc on Arendelle because mm. reasons. Like, yeah, I, yeah. why? <laughs> uh, look, yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. I think any sense that I've made of it, I've sort of just pieced together in my own head. I don't think it's anything that is indicated to us in the movie. So I guess it makes sense to me, but that's because I'm just a crazy person who thinks like that. <laughs> yeah, I thought the animation of this compared to Let It Go, it just yeah. slammed up. Yeah. So it's gorgeous. But, yeah, the contribution, I just couldn't but they, the, the, over how early it the was. The shards feel so real. When they fall to the Can earth and they're just like all over the ground. Oh, it'd be, be fucking crazy. crazy. Um, and they're all over the ground. I could just imagine how that would feel to like yeah. run your hands through them. It feels, yeah, like it looks so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, a close, close flat five for me, but <laughs> not. And a pre- pretty high score from you as well. I can yeah. one point and different when you add that up. 23 from me, 22 from you. Yeah. Okay. I guess we move on to the next song. Okay. <laughs> the song that Disney was... It, 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 it like twisted everyone's arms to include like the snowman sing. What are we guys? There's no, the snowman, there's no song. snowman song. You get back in that fucking room <laughs> and you write a snowman song. This will all make sense when I am older. Someday I will see that this makes sense. One day when I'm old and wise, I'll think back and realize that these were all completely normal events. 
I'll have all the answers when I'm older Like why we're in this dark enchanted wood I know in a couple years These will seem like childish fears So I know this isn't bad, it's good Excuse me I really like, out of context, I really like this song Yeah I I really like Gershwin And this is pure classic Broadway Yeah and I think I was about to say a very similar thing. It's like this is where you really get smacked across the face with this movie is two very tonally different movies mushed together. <laughs> now let's go back to <laughs> I think that this song is quite cute and I think it's beautiful to look at the colour of the the leaves and the, the um, action that is being animated is just gorgeous. Um, it just, it, it's very out of place in the movie. And it, it's the same issue we have with Some Things Never Change. It doesn't feel like it belongs. Yeah. Yeah. It, it reminds me of a song that's in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which I know you haven't watched. Don't bring it up. It makes me so angry. <laughs> but there's this Gene Kelly homage yeah. um, that they wrote because the actor who plays Josh Chan, his name's Vincent Rodriguez the third, he loves Gene Kelly. Mm. And this is like the second or third season, they were like, we're going to write you a number yeah. because you love Gene Kelly and we'll write you a Gene Kelly number. It's called Head in the Clouds and it has the same sort of vibe. Okay. I've got my head in the clouds Cause that's where heaven is No longer stuck in the muck on the ground I figured out how to live It's with my head in the clouds Got no cares anymore, no obligations are holding me down. That's what religion is for. You have Thumbs to up watch, from Jesus. You have to watch Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. <laughs> but it's that, it's that beautiful old Broadway mm, mm. sound. It's gorgeous. The song is great. But why is it here? It, do, it has no bearing on anything that's happening. Again, yeah. like, like you said before, in order to establish an idea, you need an event that causes that. Mm. And from what we've seen in the past, like, I don't know, 20 minutes of this movie, once he said, oh, because you're older, you know more stuff than me. And she starts singing, they never change. Yeah. But that's the only time it's come up. Yeah. And mm. like how much time has passed? They certainly don't look that much older. No, I think it's three years, I think is how what. How do you know that? I think I looked up the synopsis and it said three years on from the oh, events. Oh, okay. Uh, I could be wrong on that. Don't at me. <laughs> but it just doesn't, it feels like <gasps> we need to give the snowman another song because the kids love the snowman and this story makes no sense. So we yeah. need to make the kids laugh. And, and what do kids want? They want to be older. That's not something they know. Hey, there's an idea. Chuck a line in somewhere on page yeah. two. You know? and, <laughs> and I think that the thing that they were trying to do is give the adults something that they could laugh at as well. Cause like going through the song, you know, we don't know everything. Yeah. Adults know shit all. Like it's, yeah. uh, <laughs> we're struggling just as much as the kids are. So, so it's it? an in joke, but, it? but it is so again, so ham fistedly inserted. It and it's Tim just, Minchin did it better. Tim Minchin did do it better. Yeah. When I grow up is a beautiful song mm. that is uh, touching and heartbreaking and very funny. And this is like, what is happening? Mm, yeah. Because yep. we've gone into the unknown. We're in the Enchanted Forest at this point. We got in because. I don't remember how we got in. I think they let her in. Did they let her in? I don't know. What? Oh, because she's got another superpower. She can make ice memories. Yeah. We just 
gloss over that's that. That's right. No yeah, one's yeah, surprised yeah. by it. It's she just, creates she, life. She, she also creates memory past. statues. Yeah. 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 No, I don't know. We just gloss over that. So she has this new power because reasons. And then the, mm. yeah, all the elements are, are sort of stuffing with them. This is right before they meet the Nothelger and the Arendellan people. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so, as soon as it starts and you get the animation of like eyes, eyes, I'm like, are we in the Looney Tunes? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think the animation is, is, is beautiful, but it's just, it's just strange. I'm going to dive into my scores. So I gave it a three and a half for music and a three for lyrics. Yep. A four for animation, a zero for contribution and a one for cake. Pretty close. uh, Pretty close. I gave it a three for music and lyrics because I still don't like half marks for some reason. <laughs> we're fucking 33 episodes or whatever. I, like, I really like the music, I guess. Yeah. It, it is fun. And out of context, it's it's great. It's perfect. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I gave it a five for animation. Uh, I gave it a zero for contribution and a two for cake. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. Sorry, I almost I- want to say that Olaf's own movie would make us probably rate his songs better because – the whole movie presumably would be that tone. Yeah. And I think that that's my, my main issue with it. But at the same time, I think a, a, an entire movie of Olaf would be obnoxious and I would hate it. Which so. we kind of saw at the start of Coco. I think I yeah, incorrectly yeah. said it was at the start of Moana. Moana. Mm. It was at the start of Coco. It was like a 15-minute movie right, of yeah. Olaf doing stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, this would make sense there though, mm, mm. I guess. It's it's frustrating because again I think it's a it's a good song but it feels it feels like a parody number, mm. not an homage a parody and in the wrong movie. Mm. If this was in Crazy Ex Girlfriend, I'd be like, this is funny. Yeah, this is yeah. good. But that's because Crazy Ex Girlfriend doesn't tie itself to any one um, style of music, and it is quite random like that. So it makes sense. Whereas this, this is a random insert. Yeah. Just like some things never change. Yeah. Where yeah. you're just like, what? Is, what is happening? What is the style? You've got a folk song, mm. and then a pantomime song, and then an epic eleven o'clock number, and then like a nineteen forties jazz number, Broadway jazz number. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yep. Well, that's when I'm older. <laughs> that's when I'm older. On to Lost in the Woods. Groff's redemption song. Where am I if we're not together forever? Now I know you're my true north because I am lost in the woods. Up is down, day is night when you're not. It was worth the wait, I think. We we complained a lot that Groff gets the 30-second song in Frozen and it was worth the wait. He fucking nails this shit. I think they have just nailed, like we have, we've made it clear, we've completely departed from any sort of sensical line of how this music goes. Okay. Mm, mm. But they have nailed the adult, you know what this is, nod, to the way that it's animated. Yeah in that really 80s start, like from the start you've got him leaning against the tree and then next to the tree you've got this up close mm. of his face just yeah. like singing at the camera. It's so, It's so, so like melodramatic <laughs> but in an 80s rock way. Yeah. yeah. And 
all of the all of the harmonies are Jonathan Groff. He voices all of the reindeer. Yeah. And if you watch the documentary, they filmed him singing all of the harmonies and it's quite dense. And then all of the reindeer that are singing behind him are based on all the different faces that he was pulling as he was recording each <laughs> harmony. So they tied like this reindeer is this harmony line, this reindeer is this harmony line. They did a really good job. That's of, exceptional. Of that. That's exceptional. Say what you want to say. Black fives, no. Come on, Will. Where did it lose? My argument with this song, or my my where I think this song falls down, is that I feel like it contributes nothing. <laughs> I was so ready to like smash this song with fives, um, and then you look at it, and it's just it. It's a song about how he is constantly chasing her or he's constantly left behind or something. he's dependent on her. He's dependent on her. And we've not seen any of that. Mm. We've not seen anything about him being left behind. He's he, he, three years he, in well, between. Yeah, yeah, true. And maybe some stuff's happened in there, but I just can't buy that he's singing about something we haven't seen. So... It's five for everything else. It's zero for contribution. Zero. Oh, my God. Zero? Zero. zero? You gave some things never change. Yeah. You gave that two for mm-hmm. contribution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Are you? I, mm, mm, okay. I, sorry. I'm just going to go back to my favourite moment, my favourite moment in this song. But I'll wait for a sign. I'm lost. Okay, so I did a I did a cabaret last year about Disney, mm. and this was our encore number. And Steve, who was performing this song, I had left the stage with my one of my co-performers, Anna. We were having a fake argument. He started singing this song about how he's so lost without us. Yeah. Then. I came out with these little like reindeer horns with bells on them and I was like shaking them because it was really cute. And then Anna went to the like toy box that we had on stage and pulled out these gigantic inflatable antlers (laughs) that I found, (laughs) tied it around like her chin and then went through Stephen's legs on that line and then he could ride this giant reindeer. Yeah. And I thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. The problem I hit in the foyer was so many people had not seen Frozen 2, <laughs> but, they but they did not get the no reference. No idea what we were doing. <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was it was it was funny. I guess my what's it from? And I'm like, mm. it's Frozen 2. Yeah. Like, are you kidding? It was the most like incredible moment. <laughs> we it literally is. did the thing. We did the thing, yeah. and people didn't know what the thing was. But if you have seen this movie, like how could you forget this number? You can't. It's you can't. It's so good. It's brilliant. And it's brilliantly written in the style that it's supposed to be in. It's brilliantly animated in the style that it's going for. It's it's so, so good. My only issue is that I feel like it contributes nothing. 
I just, I have to hard disagree there. I just, I think it's because Jonathan Groff sings the crap out of it. The animation is hilariously brilliant. It's very self-aware. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it knows that this is kind of dumb and this is how it's going to be and this is what it's going to look like. I feel like talking about contribution, it validates the whole I'm trying to propose Mm storyline that he's got going on and why he's so desperate to propose is because he needs to lock this relationship down because he's like, I am lost without you. Mm. Without you, I'm lost in the woods. And I feel like that justifies this song for me because Mm. we have seen him try to propose multiple times. And this is the why Mm. as opposed to the other songs where we've said it's just going to happen. This to me justifies his trajectory in this movie. But he's also found his people now as well. He's also found a gay lover. (laughs) So you could argue that the point of that is kind of moot because he has now found a place where he could belong. Yeah. And where he should belong. And secretly um, that's going to be my canon is that he stays behind with the reindeer herder (laughs) and they're in a relationship now. So, yeah, I'm going to stick with my zero. I'm sorry. I knew I loved this song, but... When I watched it, I was surprised. And I was yeah. like, that's just flat fire. So you cannot yeah. fault that number. The um when it come came up in the movie, both Angie and I perked up. We were like, here we go. This is what we've been waiting yeah, for this whole fucking time. And it's self-aware in a way that when I'm older is trying to be self-aware, but it's not as silly. Like Olaf is a silly character. Christoph yeah. is a more serious character, but it, they're both self-aware in their own way. And I think that Lost in the Woods just pulls it off so much better. I think it's because Jonathan Groff and the animators are taking it so seriously. Yeah. And this is why I remember when we did the covers episode, you really liked the Weezer cover of this. Yes. So there are three pop covers on this album, by the way. Yeah. Um, this is the third one. And I didn't like it because I still adamantly think they should have got an 80s rock star. Yeah. Or a like a parody band like The Darkness mm. to do this song yeah. and just take it even more seriously. More down that know? path, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas I find the, the Weezer cover really underwhelming. You had to go And of course it's always fine I probably could catch up with you tomorrow oh, I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. Sorry, pal. All right, let's move on to Show Yourself. Show Yourself. weep even now while we are watching the song again for the fucking sixth time I've heard it. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. I remember the first time I watched this, I was at my mum's house Mm. and all I knew was into the unknown. Yeah. And this number finished and I said, why isn't that the hero song of the film? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, oh. 
everything about it, the way that it develops and builds, we hit that first chorus and it's mm. understated. It's so understated. Mm. Unlike sort of like Let It Go kind of is as well. They've got the same sort of formula, but it's the introduction of that choir mm. and the mother's voice. They slam When all this sound comes back into it, that's when I lose my shit. I fucking can't help it. It's just, it hits something deep, deep down inside me where I'm just like, and now I'm crying. Like it's just, I wasn't crying and now I'm crying. And it's because I think it ties, because we know that what the choir's singing, they're just singing all this sound, but because we've heard it before Mm. and it's kind of like, all right, it's pretty, but we don't really know where it ties and it just, Mm. It punches it you, punches like, in the face. So hard, so hard. And it sounds incredible. Edina Menzel kills this song. Mm. Kills mm. it. It's a really small <sighs> thing, but what I fucking love is in that first Show Yourself chorus, it's like it's the pause. It's the show yourself. Dun, dun. Yeah. It's like it, it almost feels like it's hap- – like she – like it's – I can't quite think what musically that might be, but it's like she's shortened how it should sound to make it more impactful. Yeah. And because there's no under. There's like a hesitancy. Yeah. With it. yeah. And there's no underscoring. So it's really driving home yeah. this, this, this moment. Show yourself. I'm dying to meet you. Show yourself. It's your turn. Are you the one I've been looking for all of my life? Show yourself, I'm ready to learn. Ah. No, don't give me that face. Don't give me that face. Oh my God, if you don't say it. Flat fives. <laughs> Be absolutely right. When I walked out of the cinema... And I'd burst into tears in this fucking song. I think I said the exact same thing to Angie. I think I was like, why wasn't that song the song that is selling this fucking movie? Because that song is just all the other weirdness of the movie is worth it to get to that moment. Yeah. And the answer is they hadn't written it yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because they didn't know how the film was going to end. They had no idea what they were writing. Yeah. And when they said, it's the glacier, they were like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what this whole movie's been right <laughs> me towards. Glacier. Woo, block of ice. There was this really cool moment where the, I think it's a girl that animated this um, mm. sort of sequence inside the glacier where the, you see the mother calling, but the mother called the same way twice and yeah. Jennifer... Uh, is it Lee, the director, Jennifer? Uh, yep. Yeah. Said, can you make the second one more towards Elsa? And I just think that moment where she sees it and then she says mother and Evan Rachel's Evan Rachel Wood's voice just pours out like, honey, mm. you feel, oh, I'm mm. getting goosebumps just thinking about it. it mm. It's just like a warm, the warm hug you needed yeah. at this point. 100% I will listen to this song on the way home and I'll cry again. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's brilliant. It it's, is. It's the best thing Fantastic. Robert Lopez has ever written. Yeah. And it's just like if you think Let It Go is good, like yeah. this is where it's at. Absolutely. This is so much more complex. Yeah. And musically there's just so much more attention to nuance. It's not about showing off how great Adina Menzel's top range is. No. It's like. We'll get there. We will yeah, get yeah, yeah. there. And when you get there, we freaking earned it. Yeah. 
But this is where like every single aspect of her as a performer comes into it because there's that the hesitations, the the understating, the and then the fucking power punch Boom. at the end. It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So five, 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 five. Okay. And moving on to the last song of the show, mm. the next right thing. Anything that has to follow show yourself is <laughs> good luck. Good luck. I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. The life I knew is over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. I follow you around. I always have. But you've gone to a place I cannot find. This grief has a gravity. It pulls me down. But a tiny voice whispers in my mind. You are lost. Hope is gone. But you must go on and do the next right thing. You want to go first? Sure. Um, there's some things I like about this song. Um, there, I, I really love uh, that we just get a, a, a chance to see Kristen Bell do her thing, which she does beautifully. Yeah. Uh, she's just, yeah. she's stunning in this song. She sings it, she sings it incredibly. I like the whole, even though you don't want to minimize grief and all that sort of stuff, it is a very, like she is grieving at the moment. She, she knows that uh, Elsa has quote unquote died. Olaf has quote unquote died and basically she's alone. And so you don't want to minimize grief, but I do like the message of like, it's not a big thing. Just break it down into a bunch of small steps and you will get there. Like that sort of thing, which I think is really, really quite a nice way to approach it. It's like, you could be overwhelmed by this massive thing you got to do, or you can break it down into tiny, tiny steps. Right now you're just getting up right now. You're just walking a couple of steps. Like that sort of thing. I really, I really quite like that. Mm. Something that feels worth mentioning now because it was actually a message to us on Facebook and we just completely forgot to talk about it in Frozen is that Kristen Bell has, she has sung before in Reefer Madness, which um, mm. is, have you seen that movie? Yes, I've seen the movie. I Have I seen the stage show? I think I've seen the stage show. No, I haven't. I'm yeah. mixing it with something else. But, yeah, I've seen the movie. I've seen the movie and I've seen the stage show um, and I think she's really, really good in the in the movie version of that. And, but this is just something different. Like that's very comedic and sort of parody yeah. almost. She also did the stage production, which I think was off Broadway. Yeah. Yeah. She's an incredible actress. And honestly, regardless of my opinions on this song, which are quite strong, she does an incredible job with this. Yeah. Yeah, she does. Yeah. And I know she was you know, you can hear she is crying and she gets it. She gets it. Yeah. I'm just going to read you the opening lyrics of this song. Please do. I look forward to You're it. You're a school teacher. I've seen dark before, but not like this. This is cold. This is empty. This is numb. 
The life I knew was over. The lights are out. Hello, darkness. I'm ready to succumb. Yeah. Every time she says it, I'm like, up, up, up. Okay. I remember going through my emo years when I was a teenager and writing crap like this. Yeah. It's so, this is a sad song. Yeah. You will be sad. Are you sad yet? Let me write about how sad it is. Life is over. Are you sad yet? Darkness, I'm ready to. Are you sad? Because this song is sad. (laughs) There is, for a song, the song preceding it is full of nuance and subtlety. Yeah. This song like beats you over the head. Like you will be sad. <laughs> like the sadness <laughs> stick is just coming out. And I laughed the first time I watched this. And she's mm. like, hello, darkness. I was like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. There's no, it, it just doesn't sound like anything Anna would ever say. No. Ever say no, she would be no. hurting and scared and yeah. frightened, but she wouldn't be like, "Hello, darkness, my old <laughs> no, friend." No, absolutely, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it feels like it's such a, a gear shift for her character, and mm. I do not understand it. Which is why I rate it quite low in terms of contribution, because I think that yeah, it is. It's a real like change of direction, and and who, what character are you now? Like, yeah. yeah I yeah. think they're also stuck with the title of this song. Mm-hmm. Every time she sings the next right thing, it's like, uh, and then yeah, the music yeah. starts again. It doesn't musically flow. This song yeah. is very like clunky and jaunty. And then in the middle of that, you have some beautiful moments. Mm. I love when she sings how to rise off the floor when it's not you I'm rising for. How to from the floor when it's not you I'm rising for beautiful but mm. it's followed by to do the next right thing just do the next right thing it disrupts the flow of the song I think yeah. that moan is beautiful but then it, it like hiccups its mm. way through this like awkward lyric I think that the song would be better off with, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And the final refrain is, I, I just have to do the next right thing. Yeah. Instead yeah. of like hammering us over the head with like, remember we yeah, said yeah. this like 20 times before. So like, you've got to do the, ne-. I was like, oh my God, I fucking get it. Yeah. I also think that the the last bit, you know, uh, when the dawn comes, what uh, what comes then when it's because everything will never be the same again. Beautiful. But again, uh, it's just right before that is, and do the next right thing. And do the next right thing. And with the dawn, what comes then? When it's clear that everything will never be the same again. Oh my God, like that lyric has to go. Yeah. Put it at the end as the solution to the conflict mm. not like we're just gonna keep bringing it up or better yet just put it in the bin yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no it, it it's it's jarring and it feels like the song is is waiting for something a bigger build or some of that awesome choral work we've seen from show yourself or you know not mm. from show yourself but some of that awesome choral work or a, a faster sort of a realization that leads into a faster tempo or or something like that seeing the dam and knowing that has to come down and that turns into yeah. suddenly like from whatever key we're in if it's a minor or whatever into a major key and making a bit more like yes that's it this is what I'm got to do next and yeah. and I don't know like if we think of 
have like a trajectory, like in maths when you draw those graphs with the grid and the line that shows peaks and troughs? Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Show yourself. So show yourself starts on the is the x axis on the side or on the, uh, bottom? the bottom? The bottom. So the the y axis is going to start quite low on the y axis, yeah, yeah. and then it's slowly going to so go up build, and up. And build, this build, 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 build. Yeah, up to the top. This kind of starts on the bottom and then goes whoop 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 whoop, and yeah. it kind of does these like mountains of like oh, we're peaking and now we're back to the bottom, and then we're peaking. But they're not big they're mountains either; they're just like yeah. little hills. It's kind of like we're getting we're going to get there. Oh no no no, we've changed our mind. We, we, yeah. we can't hit that yet. We're only thirty seconds in. Mm. Maybe we're going to. Oh no, we're only like a minute in, and it has no idea where it's going to finish. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I just, I, I really, I hate it because I feel like this could have been such an incredible mm. and beautiful song. And instead I was just like, what is happening in this song? If last movie, the injustice was Groff getting a 50 second song. The injustice this time is that, uh, Kristen Stewart only gets Kristen Bell. Kristen, Kristen Bell. In fuck. Twilight. Uh, Kristen Stewart gets no songs. Um, <laughs> Kristen Bell gets the two songs that she's got, and they're both a bit underwhelming because she is so oh, yeah. beautiful as a singer. She beautifully sings this dog's breakfast of a song. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. My problem is not with her performance at all. It's I the how much can you polish job. the turd that it is. Yeah. yeah. So I gave this. Two and a half for music. It was a two. Yep. And then for her incredible performance of it, I gave it the 0. 0.5. I yep. gave it a two and a half for lyrics because I think there's some beautiful moments in it amongst the, the crap that it is. Animation, four and a half. It's beautifully animated. Yep. Contribution, I gave it four because I think this moment needs to happen. I think it's just executed so poorly. Okay, yeah. But the function of the song is how do we get Anna out of the cave and pushing forward? So it yeah. absolutely needs to happen. Yeah. It's just executed so poorly. Yeah. And then Cake, I gave it two because I remembered the moment, but I did not remember the song at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I will be honest, I can barely remember how the song goes right now as we're talking it's about it. So, the da, 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 there we go. Thank you. <laughs> I rated it at a three for music and a two for lyrics, a four for animation, a three for contribution, and a two for cake for all very similar reasons that you have said. Yeah. It, it's just, it's such a shame. Mm. Because she is so good and like you said, it's such an injustice. She's given this clunky-ass song. But, again, all I think about is deadlines. They had mm. deadlines to meet. And it feels like this would have been the cut song mm. if they had time yeah. and then the more refined version. But it, I sort of get the impression like we wrote it and it was done and we did not have time. Like we mm. just, mm. that was it. Yeah. And, yeah, it just doesn't feel finished yeah. to me. Yep. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. But that's Frozen 2 from 2019, the colossal hit that has spawned a sequel by the sounds of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the sequel has spawned a sequel because money. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, that's all we that's all we really have to say about this film. It, mm. It's got some incredible moments and some absolute- God-awful moments. God-awful moments. You know, we've got a- a 50 score and a 19 in here. That just Shit. blows my yeah. mind. Blows yeah. my mind. Yeah. Cool. So stay tuned for our next episode, which will be Encanto. Encanto even though I'm- we haven't recorded Moana yet. Yeah. But it's hard to keep that in mind. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. next will be Moana. Oh, no, that's <laughs> no, already no, no. come out. That's in the past. It's in the past. Um, <laughs> 
yeah, so stay tuned for that. And then following that will be our live uh, finale. So if you are in Melbourne and if you have friends that like Disney, they don't even necessarily have had to listen to the podcast before no. because it's it's not like we're telling a story. Mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, please invite them. Tickets are just $10. They're $8 for Patreons. We couldn't have made it cheaper or easier to get to given it's in the middle of a Saturday mm. afternoon. In Comedy Fest. Yeah. In uh, Carlton. Yeah. yeah. So please check out all of our socials, have all of the details there. We also now have an inbox. So if you want to mail us, you can. We are available at dissectingdisneyditties at gmail.com. The link is on our Facebook page. And I would love to have a mailbag episode, even though we're about to finish the season. If you all just like <laughs> flood us with emails, I'd love to be able to read them. Yeah, send us the most vile, out. heinous <laughs> shit you can think of and we'll fucking read it out yeah. okay <laughs> so until next time mm. i'm stackers and i'm will bye, bye. how powerful is the cox network so powerful that one day the internet will let your doctor perform miracles from thousands of miles away. Connecting to remote operating room. Giving a whole new meaning to the term house call. Operation complete. The Cox Network. With gig speeds everywhere, it's internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, bringing us closer. In Cox serviceable areas, speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms apply. Other restrictions may apply.